welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5th edition D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore the world around them. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Deeper and deeper into the ice. With danger following and no certainty of what lies ahead. Missions of goodwill are a noble pursuit, but you must be ready to push on even when the path is unclear. And it takes more than good intentions to complete such a task. Granting freedom is made all the more difficult by such a simple thing as a lack of foresight. Diving into the darkness through the ice of the frozen Lake Moggin, you find yourselves in a small underground cavern. It is pitch black. The only sounds are the skittering footsteps of the sentinels on the ice above as they try to find safe passage down, the infrequent taunts of Gosrim, and a low breeze that echoes through an unseen passage. You are here in the dark with Sam, Sniffins, Earl, and Olong. Sniffins explores the cavern as Ulwan moves to defend Earl from any potential threat. What do you do? I feel like we're going to need a torch. I want to just take a quick spin of the environs, if I can. Sure. With my dark vision, before I, before light, light, before I light anything up. Yeah. Absolutely you can. Just okay. a quick turn in a circle, like I'm not even going to go anywhere. I just want to see where I am, if I can. You look around, it's... Not exactly a furnished cavern. Right. And this is just a natural hole in the ground. Yeah. Uh, you do notice that you are in, like, earth and stone. You're not under ice right now. And that's all you see at first glance. Okay. I'd have to oh, wait. Sorry. Uh, you will also notice, of course, the entrance that you came down from. There's a hole somewhere between, like, six and eight feet in the ceiling which is roughly 15 feet above you, and a small passageway on the opposite wall. Passageway is the only passageway out of here? There's the one up. Oh, yeah, we're not going up. Okay. Uh, it looks like we either stay here, go back toward the Sentinids, or there's a hallway that way, a passageway that sure way. pretty sure we're taking the passageway. Do we have a passageway? Uh, do we have an experience with sentinels as far as seeing in the dark? Can anyone remember? Like, can they see in the dark? They're adapted to this area, so I would assume they could see in the dark pretty well. Um, they laid an ambush for you on a dark road. That's true. I was just trying to determine, like, would it matter if we had some light or not? And probably not, right? Like, they're going to see us either way. Pretty much. Probably. Hmm. You okay. could weigh it against that and letting two of your compatriots see. At least two of your compatriots. Yeah. I'd take a crossbow bolt out of my thing and light it up and hand it to one of those two. It doesn't matter. <laughs> awesome. Who's carrying this glowing stick? <laughs> like you're at a rave. Oh, <laughs> glowing stick, not glow stick. Two different things. Uh, right. I'm going to put my fingers and do this thing. Yeah. <clears throat> really good on audio, by the way. Oh, they know exactly what I was doing. <laughs> Anyone who grew up in the 90s knew exactly what I was doing. Alright. I don't know our demographics. I'm sorry. It's like all of our younger or older listeners. And we apologize for the ridiculousness. <laughs> so Darwin's holding a glowing crossbow bolt. Wonderful. Now you can all see this passageway that leads out of this one cavern you're in. I guess we're going that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, who's taking the lead? Um, I will, because I can see in the dark. Yeah. You guys have a light now, so it's kind of a moot point. Doesn't the glow go out 30 feet? And uh, then another 30? I don't actually know. <sighs> I'm a bard. I don't need to know what my spells do. I just need to know if they sound good. <laughs> Bright light in a 20-foot radius. Dim light for an additional 20 feet. Okay. So 
So you would have a little bit of an advantage of being first if you wanted to go first. Or take point. Whichever. Yeah, so we can take point. Yeah, I'll do that. I don't usually. I'm kind of the weakling here, but yeah. All right. First, because I can see. I'll take up the rear then with my hand crossbow ready in case anybody comes up behind us. Keep Earl near you because he can see in the dark too. Sorry. Okay. Only well, if I have to. I know, but he can see in the dark, which means he can see further than you. Okay, so you make your way through a very short passageway, uh, which opens up into a larger cavern. It's maybe about 30 feet across, still under stone and earth. And you can immediately all spot a dead body near a hole in the ground on the left-hand side wall. Oh, dear. Mm, I'm going to investigate the body. Sure. Roll investigate. 22. This is a young-ish halfling man. He has... Numerous tears and bites along his flesh, uh, which would be consistent with sentinel attack. And there's a hole near the body? There's a hole in the ground, yeah. Is that the only option we have? That is all you see at this moment. Um, I'm going to look down the hole. Okay. It extends into the darkness past your field of vision. Yikes. (laughs) It doesn't go straight down. It is angled, but it's not a straight fall. Like a slippy slidey. Um, can I investigate the body? Not investigate. Can I search the body for anything of value? Yeah, I'll already take your investigate roll for that. Uh, for anything of value? Mm, what will this person have on them? Still. Mm, oh, sure. Why not? Find ten gold on them. Nice. Uh, but you do notice as you're pawing through all of their pockets and purses and boots, they don't have any weapons. He did have a sheath for his dagger, but it's not there anymore. But there's a dagger there. Right. Cool. Uh, what's up? I think we need to go down the hole. Yep. Seems that way. Is this man going first down the hole? I think so. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> Alright, tally-ho. So, Arnus jumps down the hole. How long are you guys waiting to follow Arnus? Just don't wait long. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for some sort of, like... All clear, because I don't want to land on Arnis. Oh, great. So whatever's at the bottom, I'm going to be fighting it myself until no. you decide to jump down. I just need to, uh, I landed, okay. just straight down, I want to jump straight down and land on you, that'd be bad. But it doesn't go straight down. It does not, it goes at an angle. Anyway. And this is very much like a little slippy slide. Anyway. Dry, but. Yeah, you could slide down behind. All, All right. right. Off I go. Well, then we'll slide down behind. Right behind? No. Mm. Or are you going to wait for Arnis to reply? We're going to wait ten minutes to piece. You're going to wait for Arnis to get to the bottom. <laughs> Mississippi. There's no Mississippi. I was going to say... Tenny Hana <laughs> Or whatever the equivalent is. Mm. All right, fine. Arnis, you jump down this hole and start sliding down. Uh, you can feel the loose gravel and dirt underneath you as you go. And you notice this passage, much like the first, branches. Uh-oh. Which way do you go? Okay. Call it out when you did it. Hit it. It's too late to offer Arnus advice now. Um, I go to the right. Okay. And I call back up right, noting that they may not go the same way that I do. Cool. See if they hear me. I don't know if they hear me. But as you go to the right, the path turns and continues downhill a bit before you see an opening in front of you. Please make a dexterity saving throw as you are launched into this next room. 21. You shoot off into this chamber and have like a staggered running landing and you catch yourself before you run into the wall. Okay. This room is roughly the same size as the first chamber you were in uh, with the addition of another body. And let's see. So your friends weren't too far behind you, so who's going down the hole next? Ah, uh, what the hell? I'll go next. Alright, are you taking the right-hand passage? Yes. As RNS advised. Okay, good. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw as you slide through this tunnel and are shot into the room. 25. You also make a nice little running landing and come to a stop before hitting anything. And you're Yay. fairly close to Arnis now. What's up, Arnie? Don't ever call me that again. <laughs> okay, Bert. It's Bert and Arnie now? <laughs> yep. No. Well, I guess if you're going to change Ernie to Arnie, you'd have to change Bert to, like, Bort. This is more than Arnie! <laughs> Alright, you're fine. You going next, yep. Darwin? Alright. You going to the right? Yep. 
Alright, as you slide down this tunnel, please make a dexterity saving throw. 19. You are also fine. You come to a nice little skidding stop as you hit the ground. You are followed shortly by Sam, carrying Sniffins in his arms, uh, and then by Earl Earl, and finally Ulwan. Thought Ulwan was going to be carrying Earl Earl. (laughs) (laughs) So now you're all in this room. Like the other chamber you were in, there's another dead body. Is it a chamber of secrets? Only if you start telling secrets. Or keeping secrets. You can keep secrets from people here, too. But the body has secrets. Yes. Every dead body has a secret. So it is a chamber of secrets. Well, it's more of a chamber of this dead body. <laughs> this dead body. You're all safely in this room with a dead body. Oh, yeah. Another dead body. Your oh, second dead body. Get this dead body. All right, go take a look at this dead body. Oh, I could go there. I'll go take a look with him. I want you to drop fail, too. Or with fail. I got a 12. I'm going to help out just because <laughs> I'm feeling like these two may be off their investigation game. Like they're sitting there staring at it going, I Wait a minute, guys. No, I'm not going to help much. I got a four. What do we say? I like this. Because at first, Vale goes over there and attempts to roll the body over, but is just Ow. finds their hands wet with the slick of blood and can't get a good grip and look at anything. Just like all down your forearms now, red and sticky. Darwin comes up to help, and just like, you're a red mess together. Arnest is playing a little bit more cool, a little bit more detached. And you're able to notice that this dead body, much like the previous one, halfling, uh, female, sorry, the last one wasn't female. That part's unlike. Now you're able to notice that this is a dead halfling female, uh, who also just has a bunch of tear and bite marks all over her. Looks similar to what? Um, yeah, done. Okay. What's your point? So why don't you take your little crossbow bolt and lead the way? Why are you holding the crossbow? Darwin's holding the crossbow bolt. Oh, I'm sorry, Darwin. Why don't you take your little crossbow bolt? A flash bolt? Yeah. Um, I do a quick survey of the area to see where we can go from here. Oh well, everybody can see thanks to the glowing crossbow yeah. bolt. Um, You're not special. I would rate it three I out of four. Rate what three out of four? Said she's doing a survey. Oh, a survey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. Is this really a representative toll, though? Like, as far as the group goes, like, you're a human, and Sam's human, but nobody else is. You're kind That's of true. in the minority so the here. demographic isn't that representative. Yeah. Or... Like, humans rated three out of four, but what about real people? Humans That's are true. the majority because they're the only one that has more than one of that race. Theoretically. Also, Arnis is half-human, so there's, like, so two and a half-humans. They're both half-human. Yeah. So there's like but they don't count. They don't count as representative of human. You right. can't be fifty percent human and claim you're human. <laughs> sure you can. Mm, I'm sorry, that's not how this works. <laughs> so you're saying if you're half Japanese, you can't claim that you're Japanese? That's ethnicity, not actual race. In the D and D world, that would just be an ethnicity. Okay, fair enough. Like how there's wood elves and high elves. They're still both a hundred percent elves. They're, they're different ethnicities, but the same yeah. race. The sub races are more ethnicities. It's a much cleaner line in D and D because there's multiple races. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, in the real world, there's just humans. That's true, and that won't stop people from being total assholes, anyways. Word. <laughs> anyway, can I get off my soapbox? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm fine with the soapbox. Where? Oh. Okay. You were looking just, around for another way out. Yeah, just taking the taking a turn. Sure. Where we're supposed to go, or where we can go After you turn away from the dead body, you look, and there's a passageway, probably about three feet high, that leads off from the right hand side as you entered this room. So, judging from yes, unless you want to go back up the tunnel. No, we got one direction. We keep going that direction. Okay. We've gone right every time we find a fork, right? That's up to you guys to remember. Yes. Yes. I'm going. One of us did that on purpose. I'm going I'm first. Do we want to continue to go right? Because I'm pretty much guessing there's going to be another fork. Me as well. Okay, that's fine then. That way uh, it's easy to remember. It is. Or we end up back at the beginning. But if that happens, we know why we end up back. But we've been that's going true. down steadily. Yes. So that's true. Oh, no. That's not going to happen. You have been going right, but you've also been steadily going downwards. Uh, so you enter into the tunnel. It's, again, only like three feet high. So everybody's crawling through. Except for Sniffins. He's fine. He can just uh, doggy walk himself along through. Uh, Ulwan has to hunch over just a little bit so not to scrape the top of his helmet on the ceiling. So you pass through this tunnel, and 
You come to a... It's not quite a cavern. It's really only about a ten-foot square of higher-roofed space. There's nothing in here at first glance. And the tunnel keeps going on at a slightly downward angle. Want to glance harder with the space? Okay, glance. Give me a glance roll. It's perception. I figured. That's a 15. Uh, yeah, you can be rest assured this is just a larger pocket of open space underneath the ground. Sweet. And you continue on. The passageway gets a little higher and goes back down a little bit lower, a little bit higher, a little bit lower. It varies. You can all start to hear that breeze coming through a little bit louder now. No, not, not like that. You know a little bit louder now. I know we got a bard in the group, but come on. Shout, come on now. Shout, come on now. Hmm. Don't forget to scream. Oh no, oh no, now. Sorry. We digress. A lot. <laughs> All the time. The broccoli wrap was great, by the way. No, it Very was much. not. No, 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 no. no. It was this needs to stay. Terrible. The broccoli wrap is amazing, and if you haven't heard it yet, you need to go back and find it. It was terrible. I want to vaporize it off the face of the earth. No, you even, like, auto-tune that shit. And I didn't like, auto-tune it. I don't have an auto-tuner. I just did cut and paste. Nah, it's a pretty easy plug-in. You can find yeah, And I just didn't bother sure. with the plug-in. <laughs> there is an Audacity plug-in to auto-tune yourself. I did not care. It was awesome. But that's not stopping us from you. True. You can go back and auto-tune it as much as you want, Nate. If you're a musical producer and you want this to be your breakout hit, <laughs> it had, like, three and a half lines in it. Maybe four. So we cut basically it into turning it into something more. And made it huge. It was awesome. Don't listen to it, anybody. There's a pox <laughs> on this world. It will curse you like the ring. In a week, someone's going to jump out of your iPhone and strangle you. That's a sure way to get people to listen to it. <laughs> Only if they hear this, which they're not gonna. <laughs> oh, that's not fun. Okay. So you make your way through the tunnel, and you emerge into a larger chamber with a very low ceiling, but it is probably about 30 feet around, and in this one, there's more than just a dead body. There's also a few dead sentinids, and some of their spikes embedded in the wall, and a few spare sentinid legs, too. Whoa. Spare legs. Just there. Awesome. <sighs> All right. I want to investigate the body. Okay. No on that. Wish me luck. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that was almost a crit. That's a bad That's baby a 15. Luck. As you go to investigate the body, you can see this one is another halfling male. It looks as if he's been laid on his back with his arms folded across his chest. Very purposefully positioned in this fashion. And much like the others, covered in tears and bites. Clothes soaked in blood. Do I find anything on the body, like a map or a letter or anything that would indicate who it is? Mm, that could be fun. That could be a lot of fun. <laughs> Let's see if this person has anybody who loves them. Which is a terrible thing to say, I know, I'm sorry. So yes, you do find a letter on this person. It is definitely bloodstained and you can't make out a lot of the writing. It is addressed to someone named Elisum. Uh, you're able to piece together that it tells of kind of this venture to the lake and how everything went terribly wrong once they got underneath the ice. But this person still has faith in their guide, uh, and it is signed, with love, Meridol. Well, say that name again. Meridol. M-A-R-A-D-O-L. Elisum is spelled A-L-Y-S-S-U-M. Oh, I'm so close on the second one. I said A-L-Y-S-U-M. Ah, two S's. I was so close. So sure, yeah, you found a letter. Why not? Thanks for the flavor. And there's another passageway leading out of this room. It is much taller, but it is also much narrower, uh, as if you would have to kind of squeeze through. Squeeze. This looks more like a crack the in fun. the rock. That you're like, I could fit through there. I could do that. Sounds like a path. Who's going first? I said we send Darby this time. All right, that's fair. Holding the glowing bolts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. You venture on through. It is snug, and it's slow, but it's not impassable. Uh, you would not want to go through here in a rush. That would be bad. Uh, but as, as you emerge through on the other side, you notice that 
it continues on a bit wider, uh, just kind of veers off to the right. And then also above you, you can see like, oh, there's a huge just opening above you, just leading straight up. Hmm. So it's not huge as in wide, it's huge as in tall. Like it just looks like it keeps going. Like up to the top? You can't tell? I can't see that high. You can't see that high? Yeah, gotcha. But you look up and it's just like, well, yeah, you don't see it stop. You just see it go dark after a certain point. Hmm. After, I don't know, let's say 40 feet. <laughs> as far as you can <laughs> The see. edge of the light spell. Okay. And then the path continues on. As you go through, before you can get to the end of this passageway, like you can see an opening ahead of you, but blocking it is just bodies of sentinels just oh, piled up. Oh, shit. Like blocking the entrance to that portion of the chamber. Definitely all dead. Hey guys, we might have to do some path maintenance. (laughs) Okay. I don't think it's a bad idea to to replace it after we do it, though. Mm. Or if there's a way to go over it rather than having to completely undo all of it, slowing down what's behind us is not a bad idea either. I would tend to agree, and I figure... That's true. If these people's guide is still out there, my guess is they put that in place. Halflings. Yeah. Mm. Smart. So, Darwin, do you push all the bodies down? I mean, no one's getting by you, and you're not just climbing over these guys. There's an opening that you can see through is maybe only, like, a foot or so near the top. Yeah, I guess that's what I'd do. Push them down. I can't, like, push them to the side, right? It's, a... mm, it's not a door of bodies. <laughs> that would be... You're right, Kaylee. That's silly. Who put hinges on dead bodies? <laughs> that would be cool. Okay, down then. You push a few of the sentinel bodies over. So you enter into a small chamber made smaller by the piled sentinel bodies and body parts. In a corner, you see the body of a halfling, her back torn open. She appears to be huddled over something, as if trying to protect it. Okay. Investigate the body of the halfling. That's not good. I got a seven. Uh, Are you moving them at all, or just giving a visual inspection? Um, moving a little. As you look at their back, it just looks completely shredded and torn open. And you kind of shift them a little to the side to side, and you can see another body underneath. Oh. Okay, investigate the second body, I guess. I'm going to help can... investigate the bodies. Oh, people are coming into the room. Yeah, cool. since the first yeah. one didn't go so well. 13 for me. What'd you get again, Darwin? 11? No, I got a 7. And which means, yeah, the 13 would be smart finish. You roll this person over, and you can see more cuts and bruises all over them on the front side. And the halfling underneath them appears to be... Torn and frozen. Not torn in half, just like tears all over them. And pale frozen skin, like ice around the wounds and the eyes. Frost. What people do? Did we investigate the second body? That was the frozen one. So yeah. So yes. Okay. I thought so. Veil did. Okay. What else do you say was in this room? Is there a... Uh, Lots of scented bodies and body parts. No notable way out. As you look around, you notice kind of where the scented bodies parked a little bit. There's a tunnel that goes downward at a 45-degree angle. Can we rebuild the sentinel wall from the inside? Sure, why not? Just to be on the safe side. You start piling sentinel bodies back up against the entrance to this chamber. Everybody give me a perception roll. 12. Uh, 17. 13. Okay. At this point, you can all hear the familiar skittering sound of sentinels as they are making their way through the tunnels and passageways. It's difficult to tell how far away they are at this point, but they are on the move. Aranus, amidst all this, you hear a very low, ragged breathing coming from the halfling woman, whose back was all torn up. Uh, I don't think this lady's dead, guys. Oh, shit. What do you do? I go over and... I don't know. Oh, she is unconscious. Okay, she's unconscious. You turn her over, you say a few words, and the head just kind of lolls over to one side. Okay, uh... Okay, well, she's alive. I'm not sure what to do about that, but, like, barely alive. Uh, um... Is there a way out of this chamber? Yes, Starvin already found another passageway leading away. Okay, sorry, I missed that. That's fine. You were distracted by... Potentially living person. I'm not sure what to do to help her. I mean, she's alive, right? So I can't, like, 
attempt to stabilize her with a medicine check, right? Like, yeah, that's, stable. That's yeah. She's stable. Okay, so that's not going to help her. Um, Just in a very terrible condition. I may put her back where I found her. Like, like roll her back okay. over, like over on top of the guy, because she looked like she was dead, and maybe the sentinels will think she's dead if we leave. Um, well, I'm not sure what to do. I like because I heal her, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. But we're gonna but be we'll in a really need those slots. yeah, we're gonna be in a really big fight soon, and I. Uh... Uh, so Sam's gonna say, "We're just gonna leave her then." I. I don't want to just leave her. I'm just not sure what to do. Um, Is there anything anybody can do? As Sam looks around at everybody. You don't have to. I'm just, I don't know how many you have with you, though, because you bought a crate of them. We put the crate in the booth. That's right. You emptied all the contents into the booth. Oh, that's true. We could probably spare a healing potion. Oh, yeah. We definitely can. Okay. That's what we'll do. Uh, you remove a healing potion from the boot of holding, and how do you administer this? Pour it down her throat? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you pour the healing potion down her throat, and you see a number of the cuts and tears along her flesh start to close up, and some of the bruises lighten, but she remains passed out. Okay. Slap her, wig her up. Somehow I don't think that's going to be effective. I mean, I don't know, but I could try to wake her up. I mean, I could bring her with, but... <laughs> no, none of us can carry her. She's only half one. Yeah, but are, do you have any strength? No. Well, no. Neither do I, neither does he. Uh, neither yeah. does Vale. I'm sorry. Like, I... That's the living armor to do it. Oh, yeah. The one does have some strength. Um, I'm worried that she's going to be pissed that we took her away from whoever this frozen person is. Frozen person's dead. We're saving her from the sentiments that are on her trail. I guess that's true. If we, I mean, if we pick her up, if we decide to leave her, then... Probably the sentinels will get her because they're coming after us, right? In which case, then, we should probably pick her up. Hey, old one. Yes, sir. Want to, uh, want to carry something? What do you need carry? This halfling. Oh, oh, well, yeah, if we're trying to save her, then he'll go up and just scoop her up, hold her in her arms. Sorry, hold her in his arms. You know, one arm carrying the legs, the other arm underneath the shoulders. He's got her. Like this? Is this good? Perfect. Now what? I... Now nothing. Just take her with us. Okay. Where are we going? I guess down the passageway. Anybody else? Objections? No. No. That sounds good. Cool. Everybody give me an acrobatics check as you go down. This is just steep enough where maybe you won't slide down and you can control yourself. (laughs) Uh, 15. 15? Oh yeah, you're fine. You got a 19 on your die. You're good, Arnis. Eight. Maybe these are not friendly dice. That was two crit fails for the NPCs. So Darwin comes sliding down after Arnis and Vale, who really just surf down this tunnel. And Darwin tries to do that too, but he hits a rock in the path and ends up tumbling, which slows him down a little bit, just in time for... Sam and Earl to trip on you. So the three of you are rolling down this tunnel in a ball of bodies. Nice. Uh, Ulwan is taking it very slow since he's carrying this halfling woman. Uh, he's bringing up the tail. And as the three of you, Darwin, Earl, and Sam, are spat out into this chamber, uh, you're all going to take six bludgeoning damage. As the three of you roll out and land in a heap on some very uncomfortable rocks. You're going to be half dead before the fight starts. Then don't start a fight. (laughs) I mean, do whatever you want. And as everybody surveys this room, you notice it's very small, except for for one somewhat narrow crack leading downward. It's just about person-sized. And as you listen up the path that you just came down, you can hear the sentinels very slowly pushing their way through... The body wall that you guys had set up. We are close on our heels. What do you guys want to do? I guess down we go. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. It does look like it goes straight down. So you could try to jump, you could try to climb, or if you've got something that you could try to propel down with, or if you've got some other bright ideas, you can certainly try that. But this is not just a simple walk down. This is... Mm. 
Straight down. Do we know how far can we, can we see down? All right. Uh, Darwin walks up with the glowing crossbow bolt, and yes, you can tell this is 25 or 30 feet down. So we try to climb. I mean, we got to get there before, right? It's not like we have a rope. No, you've all got rope. We all have rope. Uh, all have rope. I forgot. I meant it's not like we have a crazy rope of climbing. No, we do not have a rope of climbing. No, but we've got gear. We could throw a piton in the ice at the top, tie it off to the rope, and go down. Yep. Plus, if I fall, I can slow fall. Yeah, yeah, you're probably fine. Like, I might even be able to just jump, but I don't know how much damage it's going to do. So what was it, five so times your monk level? Yeah. So 25? You might be able to just jump and look really cool. <laughs> But if you want to look cool, somebody else has got to get to the bottom first. Otherwise, nobody sees you land. That's true, huh? What do you guys do? There's a hole. There's a hole. There's a hole. Uh, Stick a piton in the ice and tie a rope off. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, In which case, everybody can go down and give me an athletics check with advantage. As you've got this nice rope to help you down. Let's start with this. Who's going down first? I'll go down first. Uh, Who's going behind Vale? I guess I will. I guess I'll go last, so if right. I have to fall, they can both see me look really cool. That's right. Alright, so in which case, let's start with Vale. What did you roll? I rolled a seven. That's not going to be good. You start climbing down, and after about five feet, you lose your grip and tumble down. You bash a little bit against the sides of the walls before coming to an abrupt stop at the ground below. Uh, it does not feel good. And you're going to take seven bludgeoning damage as you collide with the ground. Even minus 14 there. And then it was Aranus next. What did you roll? I got a nine. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Maybe this is just like a frozen part of the rope and it's really slippery or frayed or something. And as soon as you get to that same spot Vale fell, you lose your grip and start tumbling down. First, hey Vale, give yeah. me a dexterity saving throw. As you hear Aranus scream... And come plummeting down. 21. You manage to roll out of the way before Aranus lands. Yay. And he takes your spot hard on the ground. Oh, wow. Max fall damage. Oh, no. Aranus takes 12 bludgeoning damage as he collides with the ground. Oh, good God. That's terrible. Just knocking the wind out as you land flat on your back. (laughs) Oh, it hurts so much. And then Darvin. I got a 17. You climb down the rope successfully and just step off as Aranus is in pain and trying to pull himself together. NPCs. They all did really good. That's a 2018 and 17 for the three of them on the dice. Damn. Yeah, they know how to use a rope. Okay, so everybody's down here at the bottom of this tube-like chasm, and you look around, and there's really just one very short passageway before it opens up into a grand chamber. Half in the dirt and the rock, and half underneath the ice of the lake. And everybody can hear very heavy breathing. Yeah. And we found our friend. Hopefully. Um, okay, I take a look around. Sure. Are you going in? Are going into this big chamber? Yes. Before we do that, let's pull out the sun sphere just so we can be like, yo, your cousin sent us. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's oh, a good that, idea. That might prove them. Darwin, what an excellent idea. <laughs> right? Very nice, Darwin. Like, what it, wait, wait up. We got a sun orb. Why don't we uh, take that out and turn that thing on? I don't know. Are you turning it on? Might as well. Who's going to hold it? It gets hot. Oh, right. It does get hot. Yeah. Let's not turn it on. That's up. the reason why I have. I don't want to get take burning damage. Then let's, yeah, let's not turn it Just on. Just hold it. Hmm. We can show it to him. All right. You pull it out. If we need to turn it on. Who's carrying the sun orb? I'll carry it. Darwin's carrying the sun orb. In which case, who's carrying the glowing bolts? Because I don't think you can carry both. Oh, crap. Unless you want to, like, carry it in, like, you want to put it in a pocket, or in your mouth, or, like, in your hair. Because this is, like, a heavy orb. I don't think you're going to be able to hold that and still, like, hold up the crossbow bolt as a torch. Okay, okay. Someone else has to be the light bearer. Or the orb bearer. I don't care which. I guess I'll take the light. Okay. I don't really need it, but okay. Your friends need it. I know, but, like... Be a team player, Aranis. I, just, yeah. I, I made the light to be a team player. Oh, the thing that lasts for an hour. I don't know how long this is. What thing? The light? We could just yeah. say that you've recast it whenever it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. If for some reason this took more than an hour, it's a cantrip. Hey, it's still lit up. Don't worry about it. 
But as you make your way towards this very large chamber, you see the bodies of sentinids on either side, which appear to have holes of various sizes burned into them. Oh, well, I guess what that's from. And you hear ragged breathing, and you are greeted by a labored voice. Who approaches? You smell different. I think this is your job, Baroness. Last time I tried to talk, it didn't work out so well. (laughs) Everybody's just nudging Baroness. Um, I'm gonna tell Darwin, hold up the sun orb, and um, he does so. (laughs) And I'm gonna say we were sent by Brizendine. I know this name. What are you here for? Wanted us to come free you. How do you intend to do this? Well, I... I don't... I don't know yet. We figured we had to get down here to you first before we could figure out how to get you out. Well, if I knew, I would be out by now. Oh, no. No, I wasn't suggesting that at all, but we needed to see where you were in order to figure out how to get you out. Well, here I am. Well, maybe you should tell him the bad news first. Oh, that there's a whole bunch of sentiments coming out. I don't know if I want to leave with that. He already seems kind of angry at me already. It's not our fault. We didn't lead them to it. Well, we kind of did. We did not. Our arrival was timely. They've been down here before, as you can clearly tell. Yeah. I take a look around the chamber. What do I see as far as, like, what the like, ice is like from the bottom of the lake? Okay. You look around... And the chamber does start off earth and stone. And you notice on the back half of the chamber, probably where Vizcar is, it turns to ice. So are you mostly just looking at the ceiling to see what's above? So yes, you look around and you notice that the ceiling is mostly the frozen lake. There's a bit here at the very start of this chamber that is still earth and stone. But the rest of it is frozen solid. And it appears that Vizcara has carved himself out a small place. So out of curiosity, up until this point, how did you guys think you were freeing the dragon? Don't know. Didn't know how he was trapped. Didn't know how he was trapped. Okay. Figured how he, how he was trapped and then figured out how to free him. So the yeah. plan all along has been, find wing it. First. No, the plan, the plan was always find the dragon and then figure out how to yeah, free him. Yeah, we, we had to suss out the situation. But without knowing what situation uh. the dragon was under, uh, there was no way to free, go under the predetermined way to free them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if it's, I was kind of hoping stuck under the ice would have been a clip enough. Well, but stuck under the ice can mean several things, right? It could mean like it could mean under the lake itself. It could mean in a chamber that you have to figure out how to open. It could mean like I mean what? I'm just very thrilled right now because it's like we're here to free you. I don't know what we're doing. Once we solve our current problem, we could probably use the sun orb, right? That's kind of yeah. what I'm. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So, okay, where were we in our conversation? You just looked around and noticed that the the majority of the ceiling of this chamber is ice. It's made of ice from the frozen lake. Right. And is everybody still just kind of standing around in the doorway? I'm kind of prepping for anything that may be coming through into the room. Like I'm ready for a fight. I'm letting her deal with the talking. All right. So you're facing away from the dragon, focusing on the tunnel. Okay, well, um, we have this sun orb that will pretty much heat up anything it touches, so theoretically we should just be able to, I mean, it may take a little while, but we should be able to melt the ice from on top of you and get you out. That theoretically is a thing we can do. Uh, please roll persuasion. Would you roll for me? You got a 14. On the Yep, her bonus has got to be something like 7. Can you oh, we got there, darling. 7, yeah. So it comes to 21. 21. Arnest persuades. Arnest persuades. Sure, you could do that, but you're under here with me right now. Well, so go back up and melt the ice? Or did you intend to melt it from down here? Well... How tall is he in relation to the room? He's currently kind of curled up on the ground. He's not standing at his full height. Uh, and above his head, there's maybe 10 feet. He didn't carve out a spacious room for himself. Well, we can go back up, or if 
if you're okay with it, and you don't have to be in any way, shape, or form, if you would allow us to use your height, we could do it from underneath. I'm sorry, what? How? Um, it, it would require one of us to stand on your back or your head, potentially. But then we wouldn't have to go all the way back up to melt the ice. We could do it from under here. Plus, we could flood the chamber, the chamber and drown the sentinels. That he doesn't know are coming. Mm-hmm. Mm. Again, that would only be with your consent. I, don't I know. would not ask you to do that if you didn't want us to do it. You want to stand on me? It's. Are you? It's the other option. Well, he also may be able to hold the sonar, being. Right? We can't. He might be able to, since it's draconic and has runes on it. That maybe he can. Re- maybe he can use it smarter than we can. It's possible too. Let's so are you arguing to ride him right now, or are you arguing for something else right now? Because I'm about to make you roll, I just need to know what it's for. Well, oh, I guess we can't really hold it. I feel like there's a smarter way, and I just uh-huh. cannot, and I uh-huh. don't know what it is. Ask him if he can use the oh. sun's thing himself. Like, maybe he knows how to, you know what I mean? That's like draconic runes and shit, maybe we can add it to him, and he can be like, this is the right setting for super hot without damaging the dragon's game. That might be a thing. Well, tell me what you're saying. Okay. Whoever's talking to him. You should tell them their sentence. That's still, that's still me. Yeah, Darwin's just giving her, him meaningless glances. Like, <laughs> I mean, meaningful glances, but they may seem meaningless. Okay, two... Uh, Alright, first I'm going to apologize before he even really has a chance to like answer and say, Okay, that was that was stupid. I, that was a stupid idea. Um, I Yeah, I'm sorry. I wonder, since this... Sun Orb is of draconic origin. If you might actually be able to use it better than we can, and maybe not be damaged by it. But I should tell you, time is a factor because there's sentinels coming. <sighs> Those pests. Yeah. I can read the orb, of course. Brizendine made them. But I can't use them safely. It burns me just as it would burn you. Ah, well. It was worth asking. It was worth asking. And, uh, everybody give me a perception roll. I rolled a 20, look at me. No, you didn't. You liar. I rolled the baby and she came up great. I rolled a 21. Yes. You did roll a 20. Nice. (laughs) See, I told you, Scott. You hadn't at the time. You did not does not mean you will not. Uh, I got a 15. You're a little bit more focused on this car than anybody else, but Darvin and Vale can definitely hear the sentinels have burst into that chamber above and are starting to climb their way down that tunnel, that vertical tunnel, and they will be here shortly. Meanwhile, yeah, what are you doing? This car is not going to use those orbs himself. He's going to hurt himself. He didn't want to do that. We're going to have to fight the sentinels and then go back up. I think so. Unless we can use it to melt ice somewhere in Jalman, but that seems like Which is probably kind of not silly ice. because we're probably going to drown ourselves because yeah, yeah. I don't think he's letting us climb him. That's true. Alright, so our only two options, I mean because we have to fight these things, are for us to use your height as it were in order to melt the ice from underneath and potentially drown some sentinids in the process. Maybe. Or we all fight the sentinels and then we go back up and melt the ice above you. What do you intend to do, little man? Which one? He just wants to know which plan you're going with. He's not making the choice. This is your game. <laughs> Honestly, the first one sounds cooler if we could get him to go for it. Potentially safer. But you're right, asking him. If we I can don't see how we're going to get back always. out at this point. We've fallen down a lot of paths. This is true, too. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that way as well. We've slippy sliding down a lot of stuff. That's true. But the other advantage, the disadvantage to using his height is someone still has to hold the damn thing. Which means unless we can think of a way to jury rig it, someone's taking a lot of damage to melt that ice. Or somebody takes off their armor and holds it in their armor. Just heating metal at that point. Mm. Or leather. I was like, mine's leather armor, so... It'd be a little bit safer, but... Less conductive. Uh, yeah, less conductive. You can try that. I don't have armor. Sorry. Um, Tell Vale to take off their brand new armor that they just got. And have 
You want to have no AC? No AC, right? No, if I stay AC, it'd still be like 13. Yeah, yeah, you'd still have some. Or you could try that. I'm not going to stop you from trying anything. That might be the best shot you have got. Use the armor like a pot holder. That's kind of the point, yeah. Might destroy your armor. I don't think that's a very wise plan. You have a better idea? I don't have, I have no ideas at this point. I mean, I've got no I've got no brain power right now from where I'm at. So don't rely on Vale. Vale is ready to just shoot shit. Vale's taking point on that uh, passageway, ready to attack. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the only way we're getting out of here is to use your is to melt the ice from underneath. The only way any of us are getting out of here. Yeah. Uh, I still have my old armor use that. Do you still have your old armor? I didn't sell it or ditch it. Do you, are you carrying it in your bag at this point is the question. Oh, I don't know. Like, I just want to know, like, yes, you might still have your old armor, but is it in the wagon or is it with you personally? I don't know. I never decided that. I'm inclined to say it's not with you at this point, just because... Yeah, it's probably like, true. Who's carrying old armor around? Like, you... Armor takes up a lot of space. Yeah. Uh, I got nothing. Let's try to convince him to start melting from below. Yeah, I think that's, the, that's our only option. All right. Um, I just don't know how we're going to hold the damn thing. Um, are you doing it from the ground, or are you attempting to like go on top of him? I guess we could do it from the ground and see what happens. I don't think it generates that much heat, right? I don't I don't think it generates enough heat. Does it have any, like, the sphere itself? Is it all sphere? Like, yes, all it is completely spherical. Okay. Round and smooth, like a bowling ball. Okay. Well, we could tie it to some rope and bed the rope in the ice. Man, we did not think this went out very well. Well, we didn't know what we were... We didn't know what we were walking into, either. So, I mean, there was no real way to, that's to think it out. Um, we knew trapped under ice. That's, mm-hmm. as, that's as much as we knew. Just a badass metallic song. Well, I like the idea of kind of creating a little rope sling and attaching it to the ceiling, but it's going to fall out. That's true. And probably hit what? the dragon and damage him and piss him off in the process. Potentially. Whack him on the head with a hot, burning thing. Why doesn't it's gonna the get dragon just get himself out? He's a freaking dragon. Really? <laughs> He's got acid breath and the ability to tunnel. Why doesn't he just get himself out? I'm sorry. If he could, this wouldn't have been a quest. That's <laughs> true. true. Maybe he just hadn't thought of it. Maybe he could melt the ice with his acid and it just never occurred to him. No. <laughs> Acid doesn't melt ice very well. Uh-uh. Not quickly enough before it reforms. I see. Mm. Like Brizendeen said, if he were a fire dragon, this wouldn't be a problem. Oh, yeah. This cavern is ice and rock. The bottom is mostly rock. The roof is mostly ice. Can't green dragons tunnel through rock? Nope. Green dragons have a fly speed and a swim speed. They do not have a burrow speed. That's probably why I chose a green dragon. Yeah. I don't know, but you guys are running out of time. We are. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, don't look to me for ideas at this point, people. Bill is just facing the tunnel, waiting for these sentences to come down, ready to shank something. On point. Um, plan is we climb up on top of him and try to melt the ice from underneath. Oh, actually, no. Wait. Ha. Here's the plan. I want him to read the sun orb and figure out if there is a hotter setting than the warm setting we know about. Or a, like, directed setting, where this heat could go in a directed direction. Yeah, that's how let's, let's start with that, since none of or us... Or a read. setting that maybe makes the orb not hot. Well, making the orb not hot is not a setting, unfortunately. So ask him to do this thing for him. Ask away, then. Um, before we do anything... Uh, would you be willing to uh, kind of read the markings on this for us to see if there's maybe a better setting than the than the one warm setting we know about? Roll persuasion. Fifteen. Yes, I know how to read it. <laughs> I'm a dragon after all. Brizendine made these. And if you want to make it hotter, you certainly can. Is there a setting that is more, like directional than the one that we already know about, or are they all just hotter and colder? Brizendine hasn't told me everything about them, but if you want hotter, it can get a lot hotter. Okay, in which case then somebody needs to hold it in some way and climb up on your back, maybe? And hold this thing up to the ceiling? Yeah. And climb me. Really? Well, we need to get close enough to the ice to melt it. Uh, roll persuasion. You've actually got a plan now. You can actually persuade him now. 
got a 13. Well, I suppose if that's the best thing you have, who's it going to be? Now we can do the second part. Hey, old one, how do you do with hot objects? (laughs) Fire still hurts. Okay. A little less, but it's still not the best. Uh-huh. Um, trying to figure out like what we can put this thing in. It will take some it. fire damage, maybe not as much as you fleshy types, but. Well, because I'm thinking if we can, if we can still kind of like tie the thing up or give him like a pot holder, then he'll like he has the best chance of being insulated. Sure, if you tell me what you're using for a pot holder. Yeah. So that cover like half the surface and something. Well, so I mean, just so he can like. Hold it up and not be like directly not touching burned. the. the yeah, what do you got in your itself. What do you got in your packs right now? What do you want to offer? Him? Oh, that's a I have a set of fine clothes. It'll probably just catch fire, right? I but don't know. Plus, Darwin's not going to easily give up his fine clothes. <laughs> I have like, dungeoneers. You have dungeoneers too. or explorers packs. I have dungeoneers. Yeah. I have an entertainers pack. How big is the orb? Well, it's a little bit bigger than a bowling ball. I cut it from a water skin. Twelve inches in diameter. Oh, that's actually not a bad idea. If you have an entertainment pack on you, you technically have two costumes on you. And a bedroll. And the bag itself. Is it the Explorers, Darvin? Uh, Dungeoneers. Oh, Dungeoneers, sorry. Backpack, crowbar, hammer, python torches, tinderbox, rations, water skin, and rope. But Arnis does have costumes and a bedroll. And a disguise kit. A disguise kit's more like a makeup kit. Just to make you look like other people. Yes, including the raised eyebrows. I would not be surprised if Arnis has an extremely bushy set of eyebrows in that kit. Just like throw on every once in a while. Because every once in a while you want to be Groucho Marx. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing. Well, technically I have like three costumes, right? Because I have those super fancy clothes too. Oh, that you just got from Earl Earl? Oh, no, then, I have, then I have four. Because I have my like tight pants. Oh, that's right. That you got from Darwin's dad. Mm-hmm. You could use those. Um, Turn them into hot pants. No, I'm betting, I'm betting I don't have those on me. In fact, I would bet that like I've got the entertainer's pack on me because I kind of keep that on me at all times, but I don't keep the fancy clothes on me at all times. That would be a thing that I would guess. But I definitely have a costume or two. We could use the shirt and the pants and make a little satchel. I'm fine with that. Sure, okay. So Arnis searches through his entertainer's pack and pulls out one of his costumes. What was this costume of? Oh, that's a good question. I want to know what costume you're destroying now. Even though you've never used it before. <laughs> I want to know what artist picks out and says, well, burning this. I'm going to say that it's like, the pants are tight-ish pants, right? But the shirt is like a super billowy, like, pirate shirt, <laughs> right? That right. sometime in my, we'll call it my youthier youth. I thought might be cool to wear on stage if I was outside and the wind was blowing. Um, mm-hmm. It turns out that was a mistake. Um, <laughs> yeah, I kind of became a sail. Um, so, so yeah, it's like a piratey type shirt. So you're like, sacrificing swashbuckler Arnis. Yes, basically. What's the other costume that you decided to keep then? What's more valuable than swashbuckler Arnis? <laughs> um... It's more valuable than swashbuckler harness. Let's see. They're like little, like, pantaloons, like Shakespeare style with like a doublet that goes mm-hmm. with it. So it's like a little matching set of like whatever this world's equivalent of like Elizabethan clothing would be. But it's definitely nicer than the pirate outfit. <laughs> like, I got that, f- I got the pirate outfit first. It was like the first thing I was able to like mm-hmm. purchase. And it got me enough gigs that I was able to get this other outfit. So this one's got, like, some faux embroidery on it. Oh, like, yeah. a little bit of, like, fake gold thread or rope or something. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I'm keeping this. Oh, yeah. Because it makes me look fake fancy. Which is fine when you're playing, like, poor areas. Oh, yeah. I don't have to bust out the good stuff. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, I know we never really defined what your costumes are. I just figured That's... if you're throwing one of them away, we got to know what they both are now. That's Okay. <laughs> Alright, so you offer this up to Ulwan. Uh, shit, you haven't persuaded him yet. No, I haven't. Roll persuasion to see if Ulwan wants to do this for you. Oh, no. I've been rolling. I've been rolling fine. 18. Oh, oh sure. Uh, if you think that'll help hold it, I fine. And so. he sets the halfling woman down on the ground, takes the costume from you, and holds it out for the sun orb. And Darwin places it in the costume. 
And he walks up to the dragon. Um, dragon, sir, you could turn it on hot. Make it hot. Mm. <laughs> Maybe start it warm, see how that goes. We don't want to cause you any third-degree burns. I mean, you guys could turn it on warm if you want. Sure, why don't we do that? And then if we want to turn it hotter, we'll figure out a way to... Yeah, this already uh, says the heat of a small campfire. It yeah. seems like, I mean, obviously hotter would be better, but that's enough that we don't want Owen getting his face in it. Yeah. It's a little toasty, but I got this. As he's holding it with uh, your costume. Do we want to go hotter? Uh, I don't know, let's... I mean, you already persuaded Owen. He's good to go. Uh, just gotta I, let's, let's see what it does to the ice first. Okay. This is the worst plan in history. I'm so sorry, guys. Okay. No, it's not the worst plan in history, but, uh... It's close. But Vizcara will... He's not gonna lower his head down. You aren't that good of friends yet. <laughs> uh, he's gonna curl his tail around to the front uh, for Owan to climb up. And he'll eventually get up onto Vizcara's head, and the dragon will then stand up as tall as he can, getting Owan practically to the ice. And you can see, as he stands up, Vizcara is... Malnourished is... He's very malnourished. You see his scales cling to his bones. He's definitely not in peak physical condition right now. He is weak. He is underfed. He is tired. But he also wants to get out. So he's willing to play along for this. And Olwan gets to the top. And he's holding this up. And you can see some of the ice around it start to like... Start to rain down, similar to when Darwin was melting his way out of Honey Hollow. Oh, yeah. You remember when you were doing that, right? Yeah, this, this looks similar, except it's ice, and it's a metal man holding it up on top of a dragon. So it's like then, but even cooler. <laughs> While everybody else is on the ground in front of Vizcara. And Vale, you've posted up in front of the entrance. The Sentinids are coming. They're going to be here any moment now. Definitely before this ice finishes melting. So I need everybody to roll initiative. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at dunkdesigns.com. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. Or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, and our special friends who would like to say hello. It's been a thousand years since the Celestial War, and the great races were rendered extinct. A thousand years since the establishment of the Decladine Empire, and peace came over Pylos. But an ancient secret that promises of untold power has broken the Alliance and threatens to destroy the realm. Join our heroes, Tash. Grab Daryl. Get out. I will follow you. Go. Silverpaw. You'll pay for this, Sylvia. Craig. Someone is looking for you. The name Tash means anything to you. And... Bagger. Let's get dangerous. 
as they uncover dangerous secrets, ancient cities, and race against time and the Empire itself to save Pylos. Download The Stranger Lands now before it's too late.